we're in here. Um, hopefully you can hear me okay. I hope you can. I think you might be able to. My hot water heater's on. Um, but I'm here. I'm doing it. Um, okay. Episode 6, Thunderdome. Let's go. Uh, back from spring break. The never-ending spring break. Um, yeah. Uh, so as long as we're on coronavirus, vacation, isolation, whatever, I guess we're on spring break. Um, so, uh, yeah, it's not looking good for the things that I enjoy during this time. And, um, uh, got some bad news about Legion Baseball. They already canceled it and all that kind of stuff, which kind of upsets me, but uh, we'll get through it. Uh, And over spring break, you know, your boy was putting out content in the TikTok world, you know? Uh, Getting on that. Why not? You know, how am I ever going to end up on Ellen if I don't have a TikTok? So, um, other things to talk about before I get into chapter 11, I'm actually going over notes today. Um, I don't know if it's already up there or not, but on the school website, you're going to see, uh, a letter to seniors and it's going to outline what's going on, uh, with seniors for the rest of the year. Um, yeah, it's, uh, it's interesting. Um, you know, I think if you wanted to, I think you're just going to have the grade that you had on March 13th for all of your classes. Um, You know, you'll be offered up the opportunity to get it higher if uh, you weren't happy with it or something like that. But, um, yeah. So seniors, it's an interesting read. Read it. All right understand it if you have questions you know hit me up or hit your counselor up but um yeah and so what i'm going to ask you to do seniors everybody else um is play this game with me till may 19th at two o'clock where we just practice we practice getting ready for this little take home 45 minute two question free response test uh and that's what we're going to do that's the only thing that we're going to do that's the only work we got going on um from here on uh i loved today and yesterday seeing my email just full up fill up with um you know the personality papers or my my Myers Briggs responses. Uh, I'm gonna have fun reading those over the next couple of days. Um, and if you didn't do it yet, get it to me. Um, it's no big deal. It's just something that I, I want you to do. It's not necessarily something that you know I can even make you do, but uh, I want I want to see it. And uh, you know, it's one of my favorite assignments that I give. Uh, every single year, um, yeah, and every all the people who threw out that personality of paprika in the subject line—that's what I'm talking about. You're my people.
Um, so, and if you didn't, you're still my people. You just didn't pay attention. <laughs> um, yeah, so, uh, I don't know. Um, yeah, stay with me till May 19th. Whatever you got going on, stay with me. Um, it is a stress-free environment, which I've always tried to create in my classroom, is that um, I want to set you up to succeed. Uh, I usually do that with minimal stress upon you. Uh, and there is, it's literally minimal stress upon you. Um, you don't have to do the things that I'm giving you. But hopefully, you know, you want that college credit. I get it if you don't, but actually I don't. I don't get it. So stay with me till May 19th and let's get, let's get this done. Um, okay. So today I'm going to go over part one of chapter 11 for us. Uh, and it's the last thing that we got to go over, which is personality. Um, so let me see if I can cue this up up here. And if you have it, you got the notes or whatever you want, follow along with me. Um, I'm going to talk us through it. Of course. Of course it's not up there. Why would it be? It would just be silly. All right. Okay. So, um, personality. Look at that. You missed those slides. I know you do. Um, our definition for it, individual's unique and relatively consistent pattern of thinking, feeling, and behavior. Um, we've got some different perspectives to look through when it comes to personality. The psychoanalytic perspective, influencing the importance of the unconscious processes, and then the influence of early childhood experiences. That is the name of the game when it comes to Freud. You know that. Uh, the humanistic perspective, which I love, uh, represents the optimistic look at human nature, uh, emphasizing the self and the fulfillment of a person's unique potential. Uh, social cognitive perspective, um, learning and conscious cognitive processes, including the importance of beliefs about the self, goal setting, self-regulation, also like that a lot. Uh, and then just the trait perspective, which just is really descriptive. So uh, specific personality differences among individuals like uh, you know just it's exactly what it sounds like they're really describing personality traits alright so let's go through it uh, psychoanalytic perspective on personality so again we touch on Freud uh, we got to take him a little bit with a grain of salt super influential but not necessarily um, acceptable uh, some of the things that he was doing. Um, so came up with a theory of personality called psychoanalysis. Um, so early childhood experiences, the development of personality and psychological problems. Uh, key ideas include the id, ego, and superego, psychosocial stages of development, which we'll go over, uh, and the ego defense mechanisms, which I like a lot. Um, he uh, used this thing, you know, free association, which is a psychoanalytic technique in which the patient spontaneously reports, reports all thoughts, feelings, and mental images as they come to their mind. Uh, and there might have been a stimulus presented to them or just, you know, tell me what you're thinking about and then you let them 
word vomit from the couch while you take notes. Um, Again, super influential. Um, So we've already gone over this. you know, Freud's theory of the mind. Uh, we have the conscious level, the pre-conscious level, and the unconscious level. The conscious level, uh, all thoughts, feelings, sensations that you're aware of at any particular moment. So right now, if I was just conscious about the things that were going on here, I would be conscious that it's still a little bit light outside. My hot water heater is running, which I can't stand. Um, you know, and I have several different, you know, stimuli jumping out at me right now because I've got a screen here, a screen there, a screen up here, all that kind of stuff. Um, you know, the temperature in the room, I'm conscious about that. Um, preconscious contains information that you're not uh, currently aware of but can easily bring to conscious awareness such as memories of recent events or your street address. Um, or, mm, I mean, in you know, I'm trying to think of a pop culture reference right now. Uh, what is the name of the uh, lady who owns Big Cat Rescue down in Florida? Carol Baskins. You weren't thinking of her at that mo- po- at that point right there, or maybe you were. Um, but if you weren't, then all of a sudden, boom, here we go. What is going on up there? Um, but yeah. Um, okay see if this works hey it's back Uh, alright so yeah Carol Baskin's pre-conscious level and then unconscious a term used to describe thoughts feelings wishes and drives that are operating below the level of conscious awareness Um, this is that deep dark stuff that uh, you're not aware of and it might be guiding you and we're not necessarily sure what it's doing to us because it's hard to even, you know, comprehend, you know, the reason it's even there. You might not have even been able to form a memory yet and had something affect you in your unconscious mind. And it's just sticking with you uh, the whole time throughout your adulthood. And that's what we'll talk about a little bit with his stages and fixation. Um, so. Um, the id, ego, and superego, kind of simple to understand. Um, you know, the id, I want it now. Uh, you know, ego, I need to do a bit of planning to get it, but I'll get you what you want, id, but just not right now. I got to plan for it, play the long game. Uh, and then the superego, you can't have it, it's not right. It's the moral compass, the parental voice inside your head we've we've touched on this before in class um so uh the id latin for it um completely unconscious irrational uh immediate satisfaction of instinctual urges and drives and it's ruled by the pleasure principle um and that is obtain pleasure avoid tension or discomfort do the things that make you feel good who cares about what happens to you um this is going to be annoying if I have to keep on doing this. Um, so, uh, derived from two conflicting instinctual drives, uh, the instinct and the, the life instinct and the death instinct. So, eros, um, self-preservation, 
life instinct, hunger, thirst, um, sexual drive, um, which is known as libido. Um, and then uh, thanatos or thanatos, the death instinct reflected in aggressive, destructive, and self-destructive actions. Think about things that you do that you know that are probably harming you, um, but it feels good, so you keep on doing it. You know, maybe you're addicted to nicotine um, or any type of stimulant, anything like that. Uh, you know, it makes you feel good, so you keep on doing it, but you know that it might actually cause some problems. Um, so that's what we're talking about there. Um, imagine infants as all id, you know, if they're hungry or thirsty or anything like that, they're just like, give it to me. I'll show you that rage for a second. Um, all right. Uh, the ego Latin for I, um, partly conscious. It, um, represents the organized, rational and planning dimensions of personality. It's the mediator between the id's instinctual demands and the restrictions of the outer world. The ego operates on the reality principle, which is the capacity to accommodate external demands by postponing gratification until the appropriate time or circumstances exist. You play the long game, right? Um, you know, maybe... Uh, I think I've used this example before. Um, you... get in the friend zone you play the long game in hopes to possibly start a relationship later um, that is the ego getting possibly something that you want but with a weird planning aspect to it um, so compromises to reduce the tension of the id's instinctual urges uh, if the ego can't identify an acceptable compromise to satisfy an instinctual urge um, it can repress the impulse and put it away for a while. It can do that for you. Remove it from conscious awareness, but it goes somewhere, the unconscious part of the brain. Not the brain, mind. Um, toddlers develop the ego. Uh, and then the superego comes, and it's the parental morality voice in your head. Um, and, you know... It's definitely uh, very important. I mean, you have those internal battles. Should I do this? Should I not do this? What's going to happen if I do? It's not right. Ethics comes into play, right? Uh, so the inner voice that is parental and partly conscious uh, is developed around five or six years old. So what happened before that? You know, where was the moral guidance? Oh, it was your caregiver's. Um, they were your super ego. So, hopefully, they're doing a good job. Um, so, yes. Um, all right. Can't see any of that. Da, da, da. All right, now we'll go through some ego defense mechanisms. Um... So, uh, largely unconscious distortions of thoughts or perceptions that act to reduce anxiety, repression, displacement, sub sublimation, uh, rationalization, projection, reaction formation, denial, undoing, regression, 
all of those things um, uh, are definitely, you know, ego defense mechanisms. Um, and, uh, yeah, check them out one by one. Um, you'll get asked a question here in a second about that um, projection, the attribution of one's own unacceptable urges or qualities to others. Um, Freud's theory, psychosexual stages of development, uh, it goes oral, anal, phallic, uh, latency, and genital um, so oral is exactly what you're thinking about. Uh, it's birth to one years old. The mouth is the primary focus of pleasurable and gratifying sensations, which you kind of know. I mean, when you're young, you judge everything of whether it's edible or not. Uh, and then you move on to the next stage, which is anal. And, uh, it, you know, potty training is the big thing here. Then phallic, um, you know, three to six years old. A little bit of sexual curiosity is happening at that point, and then attraction to the opposite sex parent, which is called the Oedipus complex, which a lot of people think is weird, but Freud, that's his like, he's coined that. Um, latency, uh, sexual impulses become repressed and dormant as the child develops same sex uh, friendships. Um, and then you know, that's 7 to 11 years old, and then uh, the genital or adolescence. Um, adolescence reaches physical sexual maturity, uh, and then they start reaching out kind of for pleasurable sensations where the person is seeking to satisfy, and in Freud's words, heterosexual relationships. Because again, if you look at Freud from back in the day, you know, he's saying that, you know, heterosexual is the only way to go. Okay, that is what he Freud is saying. Um, so make sure that you know that, and he is definitely criticized for all of that. Uh, he comes up with uh, fixation, uh, continues to seek pleasure through behaviors uh, that are similar to those associated with that psychosexual stage. So let's say that you bite your nails as a kid and you never get over it really. Um, and you, as an adult, you have a, an oral fixation and um, you smoke cigarettes or cigars or whatever it is. Uh, Freud would say that that's what happened. Every single picture of Freud, what does he have? A cigar in his hand. I wonder what he says about himself. Um, yep. So, Boom. Done. Done with that. So I am going to put my Thunderdome back up there. And we're going to go live on Instagram. So let's check this out. I don't have too much time. I got three minutes, but. we go yeah yeah Luke alright people come on in I gotta talk to y'all about something sup 
All right, people, come on in. I got to give y'all assignments. No, I'm just kidding. Uh, T Mac in the house. T Mac, my one of my favorite AP Psych students of all time. You just work so hard. Hey, Sophia. Um. Okay. <clears throat> so, uh, y'all are piling in here. That's cool. But I'm about to give you guys some information. So for the review for the AP exam on May 19th, 2 p.m., um, I'm going to need you. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you got a real good grade on that. Um, I'm going to need you to do that. Uh, I just posted a question on Google Classroom. Um, so make sure you're doing that. Um, you know, I'm not going to take a grade for it. I'm just going to give you feedback. Uh, I kind of can't give you grades. I'm going to shy away from grades at this point. But uh, know that, you know, I'm going to give you feedback. I'll teach you how to answer those FRQs, those free response questions. And, um, you know, we'll get after it that way. Um, So don't don't be stressed out about anything because I don't think I can really even give you a grade anymore. so you'll see on Google Classroom, there's a little question on there. It has to do with Jasper, um, who is and has been in a quarantine in New York City for 29 days. And you've got to check out his, um, the little prompt that I have that goes along with it. It touches on memory and personality. Um, and uh, it's just five, five terms on that little assignment. But, um, yeah, it shouldn't be too bad. Just do it. <laughs> Just do it, and uh, I'll give you some feedback. I um, appreciate everybody doing the uh, personality paper and turning it in, the personality paprika. Um, yeah, I'm doing the 30-day song challenge thing. Um, You know, I'm going to keep on going live here while I end the podcast. Um, 